Hello again, everybody, and Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. We're in the last week of 2022, and I think we can all thank God that this year is over. Uh, I'm not going to do a year in review here. I think we all are very well um, uh, attuned to what is happening in the world. Those of us who don't like the direction it's going, we were at least happy to see the House come back to Republicans, although it was by a much smaller margin than we all hoped for. I had talked about that in the past. I'm not going to get into that again. Um, everyone now is talking, of course, about New Year's resolutions and all of that, and it got me to thinking about how the general attitude of a populace and the general attitude of an individual and how that attitude determines one's life in so many ways. And we have called the left snowflakes for a while now. And it had it struck me uh, over the course of the holiday break just how apt that label is. Um, I have made mention in the past that these are people who absolutely cannot handle anything. That adversity uh, is just, it, it makes them curl into a ball and cry. And this is not an attitude, not a mindset, not uh, the, with zero confidence, you can't really do much of anything. Your entire life is affected. Ask any psychologist. My degree is in psychology, as a matter of fact, and it got me to thinking about uh, not only what I learned in school a billion and a half years ago, but also uh, when you look around and see the the massive gap between uh, youth and older people. And there was there always has been, I mean, down through all of human history, there's always been uh, an age gap in terms of how people behave and things change and all of that. And people who are 20 don't have a lot in common with people who are 50. And that's never, that, that's, a, that's never changed. That's always been the case. But I think what we're seeing now is something that is dangerous. And it, it, what really sparked it for me was uh, there was a post on social media and someone was talking about, some radical leftist was talking about how if you use a wrong pronoun when referring to somebody, how, how it can be so dangerous, how it can impact that person's life, how it's essentially an attack or an assault. And somebody, had, and then use the comparison, what, how would you feel? If someone didn't use the correct pronoun for you, didn't say he or him and, and use something else. And I just remember sort of sitting back in my seat with this just bemused look on my face going, and I said to myself, I couldn't possibly care less. In fact, most stable adults who grew up with a backbone couldn't possibly care less what pronoun you're going to use to refer to me. I don't care what you use. I don't want to make it sound like I support bullying or uh, that words can't hurt or that it's it's not important to, uh, to, to, to pay attention to people's feelings and to respect them and all that. I'm not saying any of that. What I am saying is that if we are so pathetically fragile that we can't handle someone using an incorrect pronoun in terms of how we see ourselves, and that is being dubbed as a as an assault, we're in a very, very bad spot. 
Look, I don't care what you identify as. Personally, I think it's mental illness. And uh, by the way, I have a lot of medical history behind me and proof and studies that says it is. You don't have any that says it's perfectly normal. None. There is no basis in medical fact that says that there are, you know, 107 genders or however many there are now. Um, because there isn't any. It's all in somebody's head, and we're just supposed to believe it. Which is odd com coming from the, the group that always talks about following the science. There is no science to back any of this up, none. There's a whole lot of science in the past to say things like, oh, by the way, it's probably not a good idea to expose children to, to highly explicit material when they're eight. And, and yeah, drag shows qualify. There's a reason that we have labels and warnings and rating systems in place. And I know you think it doesn't matter, leftists, in that children the age of six can see rated R, rated X, and whatever, and it's just going to somehow help them become stable, when in fact... Clearly, that is not the case. Right now, there are so many people, uh, so many young people, especially teenagers, who are on uh, medications for mental ailments such as depression, anxiety, who are constantly going to therapists more so than at any other time in not only this country's history, but probably modern history as well. Um, and somehow this is working. It was, it was working when we forced people or rather allowed them to create personalities for themselves and to be confident, stand-up individuals. When we're children, it is true that, you know, we don't like being called names. We don't like people making fun of us. We don't like being mobbed. Uh, nobody does. We all went through it. In fact, hundreds and thousands of years of kids growing up in society have all gone through it to one extent or another. And I know there are extreme cases where if someone got, you know, so badly bullied, like they committed suicide or, or they're, you know, it's heavily damaged their, uh, their psyche and their, and, their, and their development as they, as they grew into adulthood. I, I understand. That. I'm not saying those things don't exist. What I'm saying is it was always, always in the extreme minority of people because when they grew up they grew up they matured they realized that none of that really means anything you can say whatever you want about me it does has no impact on my self-esteem whatsoever i'm well past that we value ourselves on 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 ourselves on what we believe we've grown into on what we produce for the world on how we uh, deal with other people on how we respect other people. We we create these self-images for ourselves and we, we should be working on them and improving them. And that's how we do things. We don't rely on outside people to tell us who and what we are. I thought that we were supposed to be beyond that. That's what an adult does. We're not 12 anymore. This is what happens. But because we no longer allow people to grow up, because we don't basically say you have to grow up, we have... 40-year-olds with the mentalities of 11-year-olds. And they can't handle anything, even when they're in an adult body, because their brains did not develop. What do you mean I, it's a critical uh, assault on your ego if I use the wrong pronoun? What difference does it make? You're supposed to be secure in who you are, regardless of what I say. And does this not also 
tie into what we're seeing now in the workplace, in schools. You can't even tell a kid they're wrong anymore. They'll just burst into tears and go crying to their parents. I mean, compared to uh, in the best where they slap a dunce cap on a kid's head and stick them in the corner and no one thought much about it. Obviously, there are extremes here. We don't believe in extremes. I don't. But there's a healthy balance. And we've gone way too far in the other direction as usual. You have to sit a kid down and pat him on the head and give him compliments for half an hour before you tell him that he got a math problem wrong. It's just so his fragile ego won't shatter right there in front of you. We're talking even at the ages of like 14. The workplace, we're hearing that from employers all the time. These employees cannot handle anything. They can't handle a change in workload, for crying out loud. They can't handle a shift in their duties. They can't handle a long day. They can't handle that, you know, they can't balance their personal life with their, with their professional life. They can't do it at all. They, they believe that bringing their personal life into work is something they should be allowed to do. They don't believe in any form of professional ethic. They don't believe in any of this. They believe in nothing except themselves, which is ironic considering they obviously don't believe in themselves because they're so fragile that they cannot handle the slightest slight. That's a poor way to say it. But they can't handle anything. And we're starting to notice this. They have no spine. They... It, you will also notice in their um, body language, for example, um, take a closer look, especially people under the age of 30 today. They all look, they resemble to me like, I don't know, abused animals. And they're not abused. They're coddled. But when you coddle a human being, they be, just become more and more and more terrified and dependent because they don't, they can't, they don't grow that spine. They don't grow that fortitude. So they all look like they're constantly scared, constantly confused, constantly um, out of place, uh, very awkward, very uncomfortable. Uh, we're playing into the explosion of, of tech and people just growing farther and farther apart and young people living through screens. So, of course, their social graces are nil. Um, that plays into it as well. But... You get the feeling that these people are all made of porcelain, you know, they're like little porcelain dolls that if you touch them the wrong way, they'll, they'll just fall over and shatter and they'll, they won't be able to put themselves back together. Not one of them stands with, uh, you know, a straight back and looks you straight in the eye and says something um, with, a, with a certain amount of confidence. If they get mad, like these nasty liberals will, they'll spit at you and scream at you like a snarling, howling, rabid dog. That's not what I'm talking about. That's just hostile idiots. I'm talking about simply being a civilized, adult, mature individual who has a confidence in himself and herself, who believes in himself and herself, and knows that while people may disagree with them, it certainly isn't going to uh, hinder their own self-image because they've grown out of that. We all can be in situations where we can be uncomfortable, where we can be afraid, where we can feel awkward or feel uh, intimidated. This is where the individual pushes forward. This is where you grow past that. So you become something. So you don't blanch in the face of odds and adversity. It's not just that these younger people couldn't, can, they can't function on a camping trip, let alone a war. It's, it's not even that. It's that there are now, this, like I said, it impacts every segment of a life. 
personal, professional, all of that. It impacts your health, not just your mental, but also your physical health. You have, they're taught that all of that is bad, to take pride in oneself, to dress up, to wear real clothes, to take care of your body, all that's bad, all that's shallow, all that's elitist, all that is, you know, pigeonholing people and fat shaming and all of that stuff. We're, they're taught that any sense of the individual, taking any pride in the individual and any sort of accomplishment, be it physical or mental, is like a bad thing. And that the only thing they should be caring about is the person standing next to them, which is essentially the foundations of things like communism and socialism. And we know it doesn't work because it destroys the individual. And without the individual, you ultimately have nothing. We have been destroying the individual for decades, and this is the result. People who are not individuals, people who are full-on dependents, they're like little puppies and kittens. They can do nothing, nothing. They're, I wouldn't trust them with taking a letter to the post office. They probably don't even know where it is. And I, what I do, what I try to do when I, when I think about these little monologues that I do, I try to, especially if I'm going after the younger generation, I really try to remember what it was like when I was young. And I have a very, very good memory. The point of reference, my first memory is when I was 10 months old. It's not a photographic memory. It's not even an eidetic memory, but it's an awfully good one. I remember what I wore on my first day of kindergarten, and I'm, I'm 44 years old. I, I, I remember these things. I remember most all of my childhood. I, so I try to remember, you know, I look back at myself uh, or other people that I knew, my friends, when I was 20 and 25, you know. And I had a lot, I had friends who were kind of geeky and nerdy. They were those people in school a lot. And, you know, they were teased a bit. I, I don't think they were directly bullied very much. I don't recall that. If I asked them, I think they couldn't recall it either. But they were not, certainly not of the in crowd. Uh, they were, had their fair teasing and mocking as they grew up. So a few were overweight. People had the big Coke bottles. I did too, the glasses, you know. And we all had to deal with this. And... I don't want to say it didn't affect us because I think it did and we remember it. So it certainly, I think, affected us. But not one of them, including myself, will sit there and tell you that this destroyed them. In fact, they'll pretty much tell you that it made them a whole lot stronger and made them who they are today, which are just very stable, centered uh, individuals that have learned to deal with adversity and work with it and work and, and therefore get past some of the biggest hurdles in life. These people today, they can't tie their shoes. How are they going to deal with like, I don't know, a death? How are they going to deal with anything actually big? They can't do anything. We, we had our own, you know, we, we always felt awkward. You know, when you're in your late teens, you know, you go to college for the first time, everybody feels a little awkward and uncomfortable around other people, strangers and stuff. You're just growing up. That feeling is not supposed to continue. You're supposed to grow with it. If you don't, you will always feel that way and you will never feel like you're a part of anything. And, I, and if you ask all these people, especially young people, they will, all of them, such a high percentage, will tell you that they don't feel like they're part of every, anything. That they think the world's going to hell, of course, for different reasons than we do. That um, they're just really cynical, down on everything, down on themselves more so than anything else. And it, that's really the big change. There's, there's been so many times in, in history where the younger generation is certainly down on the country or down on where things are going, right? We've seen that down through the times. But they were not necessarily down on themselves. They weren't looking at themselves as just being... 
you know, helpless and hopeless and uh, hell with it. I'm not going to do any of that. I'm just going to sit here and play on my phone or play video games and watch movies all day until I'm dead uh, because I don't like what's going on out there and I don't really know how to deal with it. And to compensate for this, schools and employers are being forced to deal with it because they, they're, schools won't fix it. And employers can't. They're not teachers and social workers. They shouldn't have to deal with this. They should be dealing with fully formed individuals, and they're not. All the, literally all the way up into the 30s and 40s, these people are not developing. It never did. They're getting 10-year-olds in there to work in an office, and they can't do anything. Not only are they, they seem to be stunningly poor at their job because they seem to not care because, God forbid, you know, they actually have to work. And they're constantly calling out and they constantly have problems and demanding this, demanding that, demanding races, demand, 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 when what they're offering is very little in the way of value, but they don't care. I mean, that's a little bit more of a different, different topic. And I've spoken about that before. I'm really more about the attitude of the individual with this podcast so, and how these people are developing. And, and when I look back at my development, at my family life, at my uh, growing up period, there are many instances where I wish I had grown up faster, where I wish I had figured things out a little quicker. And I think we all do as you get older. These people aren't figuring anything out. I come across people in their 25, 30, they, they, and not only do they have they nothing figured out, they don't want to figure anything out. They believe that it's not necessary. I don't know why, I guess they just like being miserable because let's face it, so many of them are miserable. They just really are. They're very downcast individuals. They shuffle. They don't walk. They don't stride. They don't stride with their head up. They, they, they avoid your eyes. They don't really want to talk to you. Uh, if they do, they're, they're sullen. They're morose. You get the feeling that all of these people hate life. And you almost can sympathize because of how they've been brought up. Well, yeah, you, 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 you basically, when you allow somebody to not grow up, when you say you don't have to grow up, you can be a child forever, your brain goes out of, gets out of whack with your, your body. Your body grows up, but your brain doesn't. And suddenly you're thrust into an adult world where you're supposed to have grown up and you didn't. You were not properly prepared. School didn't prepare you. Your parents didn't prepare you. And certainly every form of entertainment, which is dumber than dirt right now, as far as I can tell, is not preparing them, not helping them, not doing anything. Besides playing the victim card and looking out for other victims and desperately trying to find a way to be offended at every turn, I guess this is all they care about. I don't understand why anybody thinks that this is the right direction. Uh, we have psychologists and psychiatrists who are overwhelmed with the number of younger people in their offices. Now, here's another thing I absolutely remember for a fact. When I was a kid and when I was growing up, and from kids to teen, whatever, young adult, nobody I knew, no one had ever heard of anybody going to a psychiatrist or taking any form of medication. There was one girl in our class who was diabetic. She was born of this type 1. That was like an exotic thing. Certainly nothing related to anything mental. No one had ever heard of such a thing. Kids were fine. They were for hundreds of years. The left is going to say, oh, no, they weren't fine. They just weren't properly diagnosed. That's crap. Because if that was the case, then all those people would have grown up to be just like what we're seeing now. And that ain't the case. Because those people built this country. Those people overcame overwhelming odds. Here, overseas, everywhere. For the first part of the 20th century, 
It was just, it was a massive roller coaster, the likes of which I don't think society had ever seen. The Industrial Revolution followed up, broke into the, and then broke into the 20th century, and all of a sudden you got World War I. Then you had the booming, roaring 20s, where everything just seemed to be exploding. Then you had a depression, which, you know, completely wiped the smile off the face of millions of people in like two seconds. Bam, you get out of that, you're right into another world war. People have no conception of what it took, the kind of fortitude required of a human being to get past all of that, to work with it, to live with it, to somehow survive it. None. They have the most cushioned, cushy, pampered lives that any human has ever had, and they're the most miserable humans you ever saw. You need some adversity. You need some toughness. If you don't, this is not going to go well. I don't care how the society is structured. You yourself are not going to be a happy individual. You're not going to be successful in any way. And, and above all else, you're going to be completely unproductive for the entire society. So society starts to crumble. You need the individual. You need it. If you don't have it, you have nothing. You can't keep relying on everybody else. The percentage of people between the age or under the age of, I think it was 30 or 35, I think it's 30, stay, still who are living at home with their parents, it was, I don't know, 1% or 2% when I was growing up in the 70s and 80s. It's, it's, it's now approaching 20 I mean, yes, you can blame the infrastructure and the economy and the cost of housing and all that's gone ballistic. And I, I understand. I get it. Um, but the bottom line is we have seen far worse down through our history, far more challenging situations than what any of these younger people face now. And they are, if they don't have a safe space in college, you know, they're going to melt down and just fall over and die. I, I don't know. You, you can't do this. It doesn't work. I don't know why parents would want to. I understand as a parent wanting to protect your child and not wanting them to be subject to too many, too much adversity, uh, you know, bullying or picking on you or... Uh, or, or, or nasty teachers, or yeah, I, we're so far past that. None of that really even happens now. And if it does, there's serious repercussions for anybody who even attempts it. And I understand it's still a thing. I know bullying is still there, and I, know, I don't support it. What I'm saying is there is there is a balance here. There is a happy medium. You have to let kids grow into themselves and become an adult and stand with an erect look and say, "Here I am. I'm in a fully grown adult." I am confident in what I am. I know my, I'm learning my limitations. I'm learning what I'm good at, what I'm not good at. I'm, I'm learning what I have to improve. But I am here and I am ready to take it on. This is not the attitude that they have. You know, it, being a fan of, of classic film, you know, you look at men had such a swagger. And of course, that was somewhat related to, to the film uh, persona, right? Uh, but they, But in general, during that time period, men had a swagger. They had a certain form of confidence and cockiness. They were expected to. You can call that toxic masculinity all you like. What it resulted in is people who got things done. Now, of course, again, you can take that too far. I understand. They, and people did. But you still needed that confidence. And women had it too. The most confident women were always the most appealing ones. That's why they were on the screen. And it's why they believed in themselves. They believed in being happy. They believed in, in, in just taking on the world. I, I, I Sometimes I think of certain uh, sequences in movies, like in musicals, for example. I, I, 
one of the lesser known uh, musicals from Doris Day is called Lucky Me, and there's an introductory sequence where she's just strolling or striding down the sidewalk. I think it's in Miami, and she's singing. Um, uh, and that entire sequence is just, you know, her sort of on the sidewalk, and, you know, there are some little movements and stuff. She, she sort of dances around, right? What's interesting to me about it is you've never seen a healthier person in your life. This, this is a, someone who stands erect, tall, strides, and smiles. And while I understand, of course it's a movie, I get it. But, you know, that's kind of the person she was in real life, too. And there were people who lived that way. And I, it reminded me a bit of my grandmother, too. They walk with a purpose and a stride, head up with a smile, and could willing to talk to you and, and ready to laugh. And these were... And, very, it would take a lot to knock these people down. And a whole lot did try to knock these people down and it didn't work because they were just too strong for it because of what they had to go through when they were younger. You know, speak, you know, that particular individual in, in Doris Day, what she had to, she grew up with a horrible thing. She, it was, it was difficult growing up uh, for her. If you, if you read her life story, she overcame immense, numerous challenges. She kept overcoming them, which is why she lived till she was 96. And we learn things and we grow from these things. And people make mistakes and people don't live great and people screw up. And you're going to have to accept that you're going to screw up. And you're going to have to accept that you have to pick yourself back up. Whether it was you who knocked, who fell down or somebody else who knocked you down, you have to get back up. The freaking pronoun is what knocked you over? Then you have a whole host of other problems that have no, nothing, I have nothing to do with it. Nothing. You want to use the wrong pronoun on me? You go right ahead. Make one up. I really don't care. That's the point. You're not supposed to care. I don't care what you think. You shouldn't care what I think. I thought you didn't. But they do. And it's all because they have no self-image. When you have no self-image, all you can do is look at yourself through other people. Doesn't That's no good. That doesn't work. So anyway, a little bit of uh, uh, societal philosophy, a little bit of psychology, a little bit of um, uh, observation, just what you see as you go on about your business every day. I, I don't, again, I don't believe I'm the only people who see, the only person who sees these things. And I, I, I don't mean to say that everybody, you know, between the ages of, you know, 15 and 30 are, are like this, but a stunning number are, and it's not working out. Uh, there are achievers out there, but they're not even, we don't even like them. We only like the underachievers. We like to coddle the losers. We like to coddle the people who don't want to do anything who believe that they should be handed everything on a silver platter because they're a victim for whatever reason. Because somebody used the wrong pronoun, you know. Anyway, that's it for me for this week. I hope everybody has a good 2023 coming up. I will certainly see you again next week with a new one. Um, and if anybody has any suggestions for anything they want to hear me talk about, by all means, let me know. Twitter is probably the best way to do it. I don't always look at it, but I'll, I'll see the message eventually. Um, and again, I don't uh, use any bad language, or, so it's always family-friendly, and I don't use advertisements, and I don't demand anything from you. You don't have to stream anything. You don't have to download anything. I don't want any of your personal information. Uh, that should be pretty, uh, that should be nice to hear in this environment, in this world. So that's it for me. I appreciate you listening, and I'll see you again next week. Thank you.